0: What is going on, y'all? This is your boy, A1 Hoops, back up in your notification box with another episode of the podcast. Today, we do got a guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hold up. Uh, I'm CEO of Kobe fans on Twitter. That's my at. Make sure you go ahead and follow the boy.
0: All right. Now, first up, we're going to go ahead and talk about Richard Jefferson. All right. About a week ago, under like an ESPN comment section, basically, he was talking about how LeBron is the greatest scorer ever. All right. And he was making the case. You already know how it is. There's definitely some bias going on because obviously he was LeBron's teammate. What do you think about LeBron, and do you think he's the greatest scorer ever? Do you even think he really has a case for that?
1: I don't really think that anybody has a case for greatest scorer outside of Michael Jordan. I feel like it's clear-cut he's number one. There's no debate for it. Stats, eye tests, no matter what you look at, MJ's by far the GOAT scorer. But I think LeBron has a strong argument to be – the second best scorer ever and i go back and forth with him kobe and kareem as the second best mm-hmm. scorer ever because lebron is he has he has when you look at the stats he has a high volume like in his prime from 2006 to 2020 he averaged 37.4 points per 100 which is on the same tier as like kobe katie all these all-time scores, he's right there with them, and he has mm-hmm. efficiency that's on the same tier as him too. Yeah, to
0: The only the only thing I feel like holds him back personally, and like I'm not no I'm not a part of bag Twitter or whatever, but I mean your bag do gotta kind of count for something. I agree. Not- that's
1: the, that's the only that's why I don't have him in like that MJ debate because like MJ he has scoring longevity by far the best peak by far the best prime he has like the a top three bag he has insane gravity mm-hmm. but like lebron has by far the best score in longevity ever. i mean he's been a, a 30 point score per 100 since his second year and he's just mm-hmm. never let up so he's yeah, just yeah, been so- he's been a great scorer for a long time but like he doesn't he doesn't have the bag which is why like his playoff rise isn't necessarily as high as someone like mj or Kobe. Mm-hmm. and he doesn't yeah, exactly. have as high of gravity as other guys like that. Like, Kobe, I think, has slightly higher gravity. MJ has higher gravity. But LeBron's still in that, like, discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, for me, I would say, I mean, if we're just talking about, like, perimeter players or perimeter scores, I feel like he's probably like, around maybe third, four, or five, like around with, like, KD and Harden. I feel like he's around that tier. I think Kobe's the second-best scorer That's like a non big, and then obviously, and then, like you said, obviously, MJ is number one. I mean, MJ is just so far ahead, number one. Like, I feel like it's not even close. I mean, you have, yeah, it's just not fair to compare to anybody else, exactly. I mean, you have people like Kenji Perkins talking about KD, and it's like the only thing holding KD back is his volume. He doesn't have that, I guess, that take mentality. He has
1: outside of the Warriors' years, he had such a huge playoff drop which Especially you could attribute efficiency. to spacing because, like, you mm-hmm. know, the spacing wasn't that good, so you could it's mm-hmm. that. But I think it's also not just that. I think it's just him. Uh, that's just a limit that he has in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, because if you look at his, um, like, his efficiency stats particularly, like his field goal, true shooting, yeah. his three-point percentage, they all dipped. Prior to Golden State, in the playoffs, he was 45-32 in, like, 84 splits. And that's, like, a significant drop-off from being almost a 50-40-90 yeah. guy in the regular season. And, I mean, we saw him in the playoffs in 2013 without Russell Westbrook. And he, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you remember that series against the Grizzlies, but he was pretty much by himself. The defense came yeah. in on him. And he shot, like, 41% from a field that series. And it's, like, he doesn't have that... I mean, I know, I know a lot of people talk about killer will, especially, like, people like Skip Bayless. Like, oh, you got to have that killer will. Da, da, da. Yeah,
1: but that killer he things. might
0: be... He, he might That might be real, because, like, Jordan would take. It didn't matter what the defense was doing; like he was getting his buckets. Yeah. It didn't matter what the spacing was like. And none of that mattered. But with somebody same like with KD, Kobe, exactly. Or Kobe too. Like it didn't matter what was going on around him. They was gonna get theirs. Yeah. It was could you get there? Could you get yours while they was getting theirs? Could you outscore them? That was the only way he was gonna win. Whereas when KD doesn't have like Russ next to him or like you know Curry or somebody like that, it's his his efficiency just drops significantly. So, that's why when people say KD's a better scorer than Jordan, it's like, I don't really, I don't see that. Yeah, he I don't really see an, up, an argument for
1: it outside of seven foot with a bag. You said what? I said, I don't really see an argument for KD over MJ unless you look at that. He's seven foot with guard handles and a three. That's really yeah, no exactly. this is the only his only debate. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, for, for LeBron being the best scorer ever, which is what, I guess, the main topic we kind of went on a tangent. He's not yeah. the best scorer ever. That's just like I don't want to, because
1: I'm I'm working on an article series for my greatest scores ever, and I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it. But like my my two is a debate between Kobe, LeBron, and Kareem, and I just can't choose between the three because there's there's a strong argument for either of the three to be it two.
0: I mean, you know you know I'm rocking with Kobe for number two. That's yeah. what I'm rocking with. <laughs> now let's go ahead and transition to the next topic. This is something that we've been discussing for the last few years now. Is Curry or Magic? Can Curry surpass Magic or is Curry already better than Magic? What do you think about that whole Curry Magic thing?
1: All right. So I have Magic about like seven, eight spots all time ahead of Curry. I got Magic at 11 to 12 and I got Curry about 18, 19 all time. Mm-hmm. And I think that for Curry to surpass Magic, he would, he obviously would need more longevity and he would need to have like, two or three playoffs where he just goes crazy and is better than what he was in the regular season. And Mm -hmm. I think he had an opportunity to do that this year if it wasn't for for the plane and him losing. So I I don't know how much time he has to surpass Magic
0: because it's all about getting longevity.
1: Because he's better peak for peak. That's not much of a debate in my opinion. Like You can maybe say it's kind of close that Curry is better. I think that's undeniable. But he just has – if he can beat him in peak and longevity, then there's really no debate other than playoff rising and defense. But I think Curry's a better defender. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the
0: thing about Curry, he's not necessarily a good defender, but at least he tries. Like, Yeah, he's he's a a high-motor
1: defender. He's super active on ball.
0: Exactly. Like, I I guess the Houston Rockets in the playoffs a few years ago, like – he would take Harden. Obviously, he's not doing a good job. Yeah. He would at least be present and try. Whereas, when Magic wow. was on the show, Tom Lakers, he was taking the worst guy in the other team every single yeah, time. Yeah, they would hide him. Exactly. And
1: at least Curry,
0: Curry's really good in the passing lane, so he's good at, you know. Yeah, he's he's amazing view, the most. Getting deflections, whereas Magic was literally not good at any part of defense. But he
1: was like a decent run protector because he was 6'9". But was so, yeah, just good. because he, he was, was like tall. A, yeah. yeah, he was like an okay off-ball defender like, an okay on-ball defender and, like, an okay run pro- protector.
0: What about – I um, would G- say
1: throughout his career, he went from – he was, like, teetering on slight negative to slight positive. And, like, after his, like, second year, he was just a steady decline.
0: Exactly. So what do you feel about the whole, like, people saying he – Curry finals to surpass management. Do you think that matters?
1: I don't really look into accolades. because I used to, but, like, I, I started to, to realize that it's just other people's opinions, and they're generally based off of narrative. Like, Curry not getting a finals MVP in 2015, it was just because of the narrative that Iggy locked down LeBron, which, I mean, you can argue whether or not he did. But it was, if LeBron didn't have, like, a, what was it, 38 field goal percentage in those finals, Curry would have easily gotten it. It's – it's the accolades are more on narratives than they actually are. Performance, which is why mm-hmm. I don't use them to evaluate players.
0: But do you think, like – so are you saying that wouldn't help at all or no?
1: No, I don't think it would.
0: No, I, I guess I can see what you're saying. Like you said, it's all about voting. Obviously, you yeah. know, I mean, voters aren't really the best. I mean, we had Giannis for Defensive Player of the Year last year, and I'm pretty sure you don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, I feel like you can maybe argue it, but I feel like it should have been Rudy Gobert, AD.
0: Yeah, I think it should have been AD or Rudy, to be honest. But yeah. let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Well, I didn't even get my thought before we move on to the next topic. <laughs> do I think Curry can pass Magic? My fault. I almost forgot to get my take. Uh, probably <laughs> not. Um, I mean, I like you said, accolades are flawed. I still somewhat like bring them up at least because I think they matter a little bit, but. Yeah. I do think Magic was a better point guard. Like he's a better, he's a better playmate. He's a better passer. Like he did.
1: Yeah.
0: He he just did so much more. I feel like I feel like he makes a team better than Curry does. I mean, there's no way to really quantify that because obviously they play completely different eras for completely different systems, different teams. But I just think Magic, for the most part, as of right now, is probably untouchable. Unless, like you said, Curry just goes off in the playoffs and has a few good more playoff runs. Then yeah, yeah. I will put Curry ahead of him. But for the most part, I think Magic pretty much got it on lock as of right now. I mean, like, yeah, I, mostly because I, it's, improbable, but it's
1: unprobable, but not impossible.
0: It's not impossible, but I, yeah. I mean, Curry already 33, so it's not like he has much longer, you know what I'm saying, to, to like really do much else. If he was 29 right now, then yeah, I'll probably say he might have a chance, but he's already yeah. 33, so the decline is coming soon. But let's go ahead and move on to Harden's impact because I made a tweet a you, uh, maybe like last week. Where I said I feel like James Harden probably a better floor raiser than LeBron. I, I mean, I think it can go. Out I of don't way. know
1: about that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that uh, too because of the this, 2015 consider Rockets. This. Consider know. this.
0: Consider this. So in 20, I think it was what was it? 20.
1: Yeah, 2015.
0: 2015. Have you seen that roster?
1: Yeah, it was like Dwight Howard for 41 games, Patrick Beverly for like 60 games. Uh, Trevor Ariza, I think he also missed a few games. Nope.
0: Only four players played more than 60 games.
1: Who were they? Who who were they? Do you know?
0: Uh, Harden played 78. Ariza played all 82. I believe Kevin Beverly played like 61. And I forget the other guy, but he was trash. (laughs) (laughs) So my thing is this, and this is why I say he's a better floor raiser. I think it was Jason Terry. You said what?
1: I think it was Jason Terry was the other guy that played, like, 70 games.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, I here's why I say this, all right? I got a method to the madness. Every single year all that right. Harden was on the Rockets, they made the playoffs. Especially in the first season he was there, they made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs before that. Yeah. And he leaves, and now they're, like, literally the worst team in the NBA. And
1: well, that's also second- not just because of Harden. It was also because, like, they were doing well, like, the first thing games without him, and then everybody got injured. Like Wood missed like thirty games, and then John Wall missed like twenty games, and Aaron Gordon missed like twenty games. So that's not completely because of Harden. Yeah, like they yeah, were changing what you're their entire identity. The lack of what you're saying, like they were going to be worse without Harden, because he's just a, an amazing player. Well, so like
0: that that roster we was talking about in um in 2015, right? The one that 24 yeah. players played 60 games. That Rockets team was still second seed in the West. And it's like, yeah, and they went do to the you Western really conference think LeBron players. could have done
1: that in the West? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to try and, like, play the hypothetical game. But, like, LeBron had a lot of teams like that. Where, like, those Rockets teams, like, like the, the 2015 Rockets were an amazing defensive team. And that's not because of Harden. 2015 Harden is one of the worst effort defensive players. Yeah, ever. yeah. But, like, and they were still, like, a top 10 defense in the league that year. So, like – but obviously, Hard was carrying the offense. Like, like Trevor Reese was the second scoring option. So, like, he was carrying the offense. But, like, LeBron also did that in the east of the Cavs in the first – like, in 2007, 2008, 2009, and 2010. The Cavs were a defensive slanted team that were built around LeBron. They just had uh, 3 and D players and Big Z was a rim protector. So, they were, like, an elite defense, but a bad offense outside of LeBron. Which is now, similar you, to the Rockets, just they weren't compo- getting wrecked with injuries.
0: So, but here's the thing, though, because uh, like I feel like, like you said, it's not really good to do hypotheticals, but I feel like we had to at least entertain it. Because do you think, like, if you put LeBron on that 15 Rockets team, I understand that James Harden didn't play good against the Clippers in the second round, but do you really think LeBron with that team would beat Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and the Clippers?
1: I do. And here's why: because, like, what LeBron are we looking at? Like, just any. But that same, we can use that same 2015 LeBron. Okay, so 2015 LeBron, he was, he hard, uh, he, it. Okay, so Harden was probably better offensively. You can go back and forth on like he was better offensively. I think it was probably LeBron because he's a way better uh, playmaker, and you can argue a mm-hmm. better scorer was that year, but defensively. Harden was, like, a huge negative. He, like mm-hmm. – like, you, you saw the memes about him never never trying on defense, basically. Mm-hmm. But LeBron was – he was still a positive defender. Like, he was a, a, not as good as the defenders he was in Miami or Cleveland the first time. But, like, he was still a very good defender. He was, he was still a solid. clear positive. So, I – and they're similar offensive players. So, like, because LeBron's still a very good scorer. And he has extremely high gravity, so he is similar to Harden's. Both are amazing playmakers, although LeBron was probably a better playmaker at the time. Mm -hmm. But the difference would probably be in the defense. And LeBron doesn't fall off as much in the playoffs as Harden does because, like, that's just always been something that Harden has done because he's so reliant on free throws, and LeBron isn't as reliant. So he just doesn't fall as much. The referees get a
0: little bit harder with the whistle.
1: Yeah, like guess, yeah, Harden was I mean, going guess, from like 10 free throws a game. He was taking less free throws per game with the Rockets in the playoffs.
0: I mean, I guess when you when you bring up, you know, the defense and the, obviously the playmaking, LeBron is, I mean, a top five, yeah. top ten playmaker ever. When you, when you bring those into the equation, then yeah, I guess he probably could have beaten the Clippers in that second round. Um, I don't know. I feel like Harden and LeBron are definitely among the best floor raisers ever, though. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think LeBron – I think that LeBron's a top three floor ever.
0: Who's your top five, real quick?
1: Uh, No order, MJ, LeBron, KG, Kobe, and then I don't know who I'd put for five. Maybe, like, Magic or maybe I'm forgetting somebody. I don't know. I
0: mean, maybe
1: you could put uh, Harden there.
0: Yeah, he's definitely top tier for sure.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a top ten.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the playing because obviously it's the first year we had like the the tournament style. I don't we didn't really have the same thing last year. It was more like I think it was different, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I don't think it was.
0: I don't I don't know why, but I'm like brain farting how the playing went last year. But I just remember how it was this year. All right,
1: how do yeah. you do? You feel
0: like this setup is good for like the NBA? I like, like it, it personally
1: because like especially in the West, like there's just so many teams. It's just so stacked, and I think it's it's fair it gives these good teams a better shot at making the playoffs because like there's a lot of teams that just get stuck in limbo or like they're they're a playoff team but because they're in the west they get pushed to like the 11th seed but because of how bad the east is they're still like a ninth in lottery odds so they just get stuck with the 10th pick every year so, but if you if you add that play in the 10th seed can is is basically an 8th seed like the 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 six through ten, the sixth of like eleven seeds in the West are all always super tight. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it for that. In the East, it, it just gives for bad playoff basketball. But in the West, it's very necessary. So but I I the
0: like. Only, it. The only thing I don't like about it though is I feel like if you're a seven seed, I feel like you're good. Like, I feel I – don't, I don't know. I mean, they made a cover. I think yeah. it should
1: be the 8, 9, 10, and 11 fighting for the 8 seed, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the 7 seed should be safe.
1: Yeah. But w- wouldn't another way to fix all that just be
0: get rid of conferences? Like, just have 1 through 6. Yeah, I, but I
1: I would be fine with getting rid of conferences, too. But I think the play-in is good for now if they don't want to yeah, get yeah, rid so of I conferences. Mean,
0: I, it's kind of crazy though, because prior to like you know the the bubble, we never even we never even heard of a play in or considered it for the NBA.
1: We were always yeah, talking that's just about, a college hey, thing.
0: Yeah, it was a college thing. We were always talking about hey, you know, can we get a no seat like no conferences? Let's just do it like that. And it's yeah. like it never came to be. It's like, I don't even know if like Adam Silver or like the commission, whatever board or whatever. I don't know if they ever considered it. But that would be fire. Like we need to definitely experiment with that. I mean, since we are just doing all these new things. We do. We did a seventy-two yeah. game season. We did a play-in. Like next year, we should just do no conferences one time. See how it goes.
1: Yeah, I would like that. Back, That'd be nice.
0: And when you do it with no conferences, the finals will be a lot better because you'll because it would actually be team. the two
1: best teams playing.
0: Exactly. So, for example, when you have when you look at something like twenty eighteen, for example, the Warriors played the Rockets in the conference finals. And that it should have be, been the actual
1: finals because the Cavs were not a final team that year.
0: Exactly, <laughs> because if we're being real, there was, it was not, the not a final
1: team in the East once Kyrie got hurt.
0: Exactly, because if we're being real, the Rockets would have been would be any team in the East. So yeah, the the finals, it Yeah, the Rockets
1: would have swept the East if they were in the East that year. Ex- for real, like
0: they were firing all cylinders. That and been like same thing Rockets.
1: with 2017 with the Spurs. Where where they, they won like sixty seven games in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then they they were winning in game one by, like twenty before Kawhi got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. they would have swept, the, they would have the East, and then we could have gotten a, a, a much better finals.
0: So I feel like yeah, the playing instead of just LeBron versus the world. Exactly. So I, I feel like the playing the benefit it has is for like the, those teams in the West that are, were that wouldn't that would make the playoffs that they were in the East but didn't because they're in the West. I feel like it has that benefit there. But the playing still doesn't change the fact that we're not getting the best possible finals. So I feel like in that sense.
1: The only way we can get the best possible finals is if the two best teams are in the West and East, which is (laughs) just not commonly happening anymore because the the West is so much better than the East.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I don't know. The NBA just, I mean, we got to try at least one time. I don't know if they're considering it, but they need to. I don't know who we can call about this, <laughs> but that's what, needs to, that's what needs to get done. But now let's go ahead and move on to the playoffs so far. Now, what series have you been watching that you just think is fire? Like, What's your favorite series to watch so far?
1: The, my favorite series has been uh, the Lakers-Suns. I've, I've been watching that one the most. I've also been kind of keeping up with the Celtics' Knicks and the the Grizzlies' Jazz. but The main one I've been watching is Lakers-Suns. See, for me, it's the
0: Grizzlies and the Jazz. Like, I just think that's so fire. I think John Moran's really that guy.
1: Yeah, because John Moran's been going up. I thought he was going to have a playoff drop.
0: I thought he might have, because only because he's a little bit too small, like scrawny. Yeah, because he, he
1: has to rely on driving to the rim a lot, and he, he doesn't have great shooting ability.
0: Exactly. And, and like I said, I just feel like he's not – like, this is going to sound kind of weird, but he's not thick enough. You know what I mean? Like, he got to –
1: <laughs> I know what you're saying. He's like super skinny and, he's and like, he's, like he's not playoffs, super strong. He's just he's just quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So I thought like in the playoffs, it, when you know, obviously the wrestler a little bit more physicality, I thought he would struggle against something like that, especially against the Utah Jazz because they want to be. Yeah, because they got
1: Rudy Gobert, the best mm-hmm. defender in the league, uh, arguably, and they got just an amazing defense all around.
0: And despite all that, he set the playoff record.
1: Yeah, the, the he, he had the second most points in his first in the first two playoff games of a career. in NBA history,
0: and actually, if you if you yeah. if you look at just the modern era, he's actually had it's the most.
1: first. Yeah, because George Minkin was first at seven. George,
0: George Minkin was first, but he was playing back when slavery was still allowed. <laughs> 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 so, no, nah, but. John ja Moran is just so different. He's already proven himself to be one of the best playmakers in the NBA. I would say maybe top. Yeah, three he's three
1: already players. like a top twenty playmaker in the league right now. And he and he's just lightening up in the playoffs.
0: So my question to you is let's say, for example, somehow, and like I know you don't like hypotheticals, but we gotta do it. If he somehow yeah. leads his team to pull off this upset and he has a spectacular series, what are we saying about John? Ja? Is he is he a top twenty player in the NBA at that point?
1: Okay, I, I want to go that far because I don't think he's he's like in that realm in the regular season yet, but like uh, if if he can like beat the the jazz in like five or six and it's it's and it's clearly him like what we've been seeing these last two games has just mm-hmm. been jaw, just being jaw. So like if it's like that, then w- w- he's starting to like I, I feel like you could see pushing him up. Yeah, but but you also gotta make sure it's not like with Jamal Murray last year or Donovan Mitchell. Well, yeah, we like went too
0: far with Jamal Murray. An last extreme.
1: Year. We're like we're we're trying to calm like a. Well, I don't know. We sh- don't overrate him because of it, but it's definitely something to look at. And like mm-hmm. with the players that we're already comparing him to, like I know a lot of people like to compare Ja to the Fox, but like he's better he, than Aaron Fox. I think it's a good debate. I honestly can't choose. I changed my mind. I, on think I can real day. quick.
0: Let's get, let's get on a little side tangent. Let, let, let's do that right. because I think it is very close. But yeah, I think but like if, if John Moran averages
1: like 35, 5 and 5, I'm like really high efficiency and beats the Jazz in six games, then I feel like that can be used as a great reason as to how we sped in the near and Fox. Because like, even though Fox hasn't gotten a chance in the playoffs yet, which you can't blame him, he just plays for a bad team. But, Mm -hmm. like, if Ja can do that, he's already proven his playoff ability, then that gives him a great argument. Because right now all we have is speculation for how good De'Aaron Fox is in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, But, okay, so when when it comes to comparing Ja and De'Aaron Fox, obviously De'Aaron Fox is a better defender. I mean, he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more feisty on ball. But Ja is definitely the far superior playmaker. I don't think that's really a debate.
1: Yeah, he, I, I, a, I don't know how, how big of a gap it is, but I do agree he's a better playmaker. And it,
0: it,
1: he's a they're both guards, like they're both
0: that's what you need in yeah. today's league. You need somebody who can playmake, and I feel like that's more valuable. I mean, scoring, I mean, obviously De'Aaron Fox might be slightly better. I mean he's just getting more. I think traded. yeah, I
1: think Fox is a better scorer. But like it's really close all around.
0: It's close, but also you gotta look at the potential too. I mean, John's is second year. So he obviously has a much more yeah, much more What's the word I'm looking for here? More more potential to climb. Whereas yeah, even he's though got a higher Fox is not old, he's still older than Josh.
1: Yeah, Fox is like twenty-two. But but Ja's 21
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's about to turn twenty-two.
0: Yeah, but I'm just I've been very impressed with Ja. He's my second favorite player in the league behind Jimmy Butler. We're not gonna talk about Jimmy Butler though, because
1: he's trying Yeah, yeah, yeah my series <laughs> don't that that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> no, nah, we don't have to talk about it. This is yeah, that's oh that not happening right now. I, I'm I've never been so let down by like my team and like because I'm a Miami Heat fan. Yeah. i i was talking big before the playoffs started. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we gotta you know get rid of these little fraud ass bucks, you know what I mean? Like Giannis is trash. I was talking big after game one. I'm like, look at that. Jimmy, we Jimmy and Bam played terrible in game one, and we only lost by two. It was like, like a five point
1: game. Jimmy setting us I mean, a I mean, okay. timer layup. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a game winner.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, we were playing. They played bad. Yeah, game two. One game one. two it's
1: over. It's over. Game cause...
0: two. It was like four to twenty five at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I'm
0: like, did y'all forget to play? Did y'all forget how to play basketball? Like, I don't know. There, was nothing. Yeah, I was, agonistic.
1: I was at a restaurant last night, and there, there was, a, there was a bunch of TVs, and they had on the, the Heat game, then on the softball game, and they had on this like, uh, knockoff NFL game on. It was Mm -hmm. like some random ass football league. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, so I can either watch a softball game or I can watch the Heat lose by 35 to the Bucks in a playoff game. I'm watching softball. I was like, (laughs) I was like, sir, can you turn off that heat? Can you turn that heat? (laughs) Yeah, I can't watch this. This is getting (laughs) bad.
0: Because it hurt, especially me, because I'm my actual Heat fan. Like, that's my team. Yeah, that's my like, and man.
1: I love Jimmy Butler too, and this is sad to watch. This is embarrassing. Like and
0: Jimmy, Jimmy's good in the off. Like he's a playoff player. Like this is not. Yeah, him.
1: like like last year he was doing amazing in the playoffs, especially that's in what the I'm playoffs.
0: Saying. Like how did we get to this? So my, yeah. let's actually break down what was going on. Obviously, not to sound misogynistic, but they were kind of playing like females. Let's just be real. <laughs> They're playing soft. They they were we got beat on literally almost every dribble penetration. It's like, can y'all stay in front of somebody? Every Everybody got beat out the dribble, and then we all yeah, collapsed in, scared. and they kick out for three. Like, that's literally what happened the entire game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what type of adjustments can be made. The series is pretty much over. We're not coming back down from three out. That's not how I mean,
1: ends. maybe y'all can steal a game or two, but. Uh, we might be able uh, to
0: win the next game. Yeah. But I don't know. Halfway, once the fourth quarter started last night, I stopped watching. I'm like, you know what? This is hurting me. Like, I'm literally getting heartbroken watching that. Like, I can't watch this no more. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that, the Suns and the Lakers, though, because last night, that was a game. Chris Paul yeah. came out really good, but then he just did absolutely nothing for the rest of the game. Like, he had six quick points, and then that was it. And then he just <laughs> fell. He just, like, I don't know what happened. He played 27 minutes, so obviously the shoulders still Yeah,
1: they said before the game that he was a full go, and I think they lied.
0: Yeah, it was capped because he only played 27 yeah, minutes. Yeah, he is
1: not playing like it. And then, yeah, he, he only played 27 minutes. But AD, AD like after yeah. game one, he was terrible. And, like, he even – he, like, took accountability. He's been amazing since it. Because, like, yeah, even he, in game one, he was great on defense. But he's been great on defense. And he's scoring, like, 30 points a game. So yeah, he dropped 34 is, last night.
0: 34 and yeah,
1: and he dropped, like, 36 in uh, game two.
0: Yeah, I think you see all these dunks and these lives, Like he, look, he's actually having fun. And the thing about yeah. AD,
1: he's let's still let's taking them AD. contested mid range shots, which makes me want to punch a wall. But like he's <laughs> he's playing great, so exactly. I'm not going to complain.
0: The thing about AD though is like this year we thought he was about to be MVP candidate. Like we thought he was about to be.
1: Yeah, his, well, we, we thought to he was breakout year. But yeah, he he was having a lot of injuries. In face and like he only played 36 games. So I'm not I'm not gonna like be super like overreactive about it. Like it was a down year because he had short rest from the finals and then he started doing a bunch of injuries mm-hmm. and he tried to play through those injuries, like like he obviously came back too early. And then we kept having to like rest him and not play him a lot of minutes.
0: And yeah, but I think for the most part like though- the
1: last two weeks, three weeks, he's been healthy and he's been playing like it outside of uh, game one.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, even even still, like obviously, he he was going through dealing with injuries. But I mean, so is everybody else. Like everybody banged up. You know what I mean. So I don't want to give him too much of a pass for how he played because I feel like if you're gonna play, you can't use your injury as an excuse. Like if you decide to play, that was your decision.
1: So I, I disagree because like like yeah, he's trying to play through it, but he's still playing through an injury. So like mm-hmm. if he play if he's playing worse. There's an obvious reason for why, so like uh, it's it's just a it's like just a context thing kind of, or like he has this where like he's playing this well and then he has a sudden drop, and it's like that's I feel like that that can that's how you explain it, but like if he's constantly being inconsistent throughout the year and then he gets injured and he's still being inconsistent, then that's where you can't really use that as an excuse because mm-hmm. he was just inconsistent the whole year.
0: Well, regardless of whatever the reason was, it was a mid season for A D for sure. It was Yeah, it was a major
1: down year. Like most I mean, people are AD. having he, breakout seasons and A D just got exponentially worse.
0: Exactly. And even even with things like his free throw shooting, like that dropped down to like seventy percent at one point.
1: Yeah, seventy four percent or something like that. And that's like that's
0: not injuries. That's just you it's not yeah, hard to hit his free throw. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he for had. The most- a, I don't know if an Achilles affects your your and a back affects your uh, free throw shooting that much.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, brother, you gotta how how uh, how on your foot making you miss free throws. <laughs> uh,
1: like you you can maybe argue that it's like shooting variance because like, that is a thing. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't make shots that you should make. But like mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like that even that can explain a 12 point drop in free throw percentage.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I, I just feel like he, he did get a little bit worse.
0: But for sure though, he definitely did ball last night. Like I said, thirty four and Yeah, he's been playing
1: crazy in the playoffs. And oh, so 50, was LeBron. LeBron right, is right, LeBron. LeBron Well, I mean, okay. For for LeBron he's been mid, but for like a normal basketball player for a normal he's been
0: great. player, twenty points twenty points per game and like seven and seven is great.
1: Yeah. And his gravity's been amazing. And he's just like casually making these like behind the back no look passes mm-hmm. through double teams and it's just watching him is just amazing. I understand why so many people like him.
0: All right, so here's the thing though, like I'm not here to slam the LeBron, obviously one of the best players ever. I say he's top three. I know I people, think, people think I'm a LeBron hater because I don't – like, I defend MJ a lot, so, like, I always kind of slander yeah, him. Yeah, and because you're,
1: like, him. low on LeBron because you're – yeah, I get it.
0: I, so I get think, how criteria's I it, I work.
1: Like, it. you hate longevity, so I get why you'd have MJ as the GOAT.
0: No, I don't hate longevity, but it's,
1: like – Well, no, we were debating happen. the GOAT. We were debating who the GOAT was between MJ and LeBron, and and – uh, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I was like, I was like comparing them and I was like, LeBron is similar to MJ. where like, when you look, both have go-tier peak, go-tier playoff performer, go, uh, all-time playmakers, uh, all-time scores. Mm-hmm. But LeBron also has that go-tier longevity. So like I was looking at it from that perspective. You're like, well, you've, I know you value peak more. So if, like if you value peak more than longevity, I can oh, see Oh, yeah, like, okay, yeah,
0: that's right. I, I value, this is how I see it. How good were you at your best? Like, when you were at your best, how good were you? And then you yeah. look at another player, how good were they at their best? And who was better? You see know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. longevity doesn't matter. Obviously, it does. That's why I have LeBron over somebody like Magic, because Magic has terrible longevity. I mean, that's probably one of Magic's biggest downfalls is that he had terrible longevity. Yeah. But we got a horrible tangent. My point was, by LeBron's standards, <laughs> he's been very mid this series.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. And it's people mid think for that's LeBron, but great that's, for a normal player.
0: Yeah, it's great for a normal player, but and people think I'm hating, him, but I'm actually doing the opposite. I expect more from LeBron. Yeah, you know it's holding saying? him because to a
1: higher standard.
0: I'm holding him to a higher standard because he's one of the best players ever in 20. Now, it, it would it be
1: me? It would it be me if I didn't talk about Andre Drummond? I spent so much time talking about him in the last few days. It wouldn't be right for me to not talk about a mom on the podcast. He's—I <laughs> <laughs> just have to. He—he's been playing really good defense. Like I, I feel like he switched bodies with Marcus Saw with how good he's been playing drop coverage the last few games mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's that's always been Marcus saw's biggest strength. It's how good he is in drop coverage, and that's his biggest weakness. And, and drum has just been great in drop coverage. And he's also been really switchable. Like, I was looking at it, and, like, Devin Booker shot, like, two for seven when guarded by, when, uh, guarded by Drummond in the playoffs. And uh, Chris Paul was, like, one for six.
0: And you wouldn't think he'd be able to keep up with these guys because – Yeah, like, like you
1: just – you just because he's a center, but, like, he's mm-hmm. really athletic for a center. He, he's got, like, a great build. And he's able to keep with him. He's super switchable, and he's been doing a great job in run protection wise. He's been super on and off, like offensively. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he'll be scoring well, sometimes he won't. But overall, in the playoffs, he's been a pretty good scorer. Yeah, like last and, night, uh,
0: I believe I believe it was in the first or second quarter. He had that he had that spin move.
1: Yeah, that spin dunk. He, he got the he got that block on a uh, campaign, and then or Devin Booker, and then mm-hmm. uh, the next possession he got that spin dunk. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, going hey, crazy. I was Yeah, I, I was I was at like a restaurant, just going crazy. People thought I was insane.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, he was that. De- he definitely did a thing last night. Do you feel like the Suns still have a chance to win this series, though? Or do you think that's, that's over? I
1: definitely do because especially if Chris Paul can be one hundred percent healthy, because Devin Booker is playing crazy. He's he's going insane. And and the fourth de- DeAndre floor last night. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton's missed like six shots the entire series.
0: Which he is just,
1: ridiculous. He, yeah, he's been. Killing our defense, which he's is crazy because Drummond and Gasol, uh, not Gasol, AD have both been playing good defense. So it doesn't make sense that Drummond, that Aiden has been playing so well.
0: Yeah, he's been real like he's been unstoppable in a low post. Like he's been posting up and using more jump hooks. But I feel like this is how I see it because last night it might not show it, but in the fourth quarter, the Suns made a run. Like they were actually like almost they was yeah they were getting, getting close to winning. Exactly, and this is without Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Chris Paul's in the bets for this whole season. Yeah. So I feel like once Chris Paul gets back, you know what I mean? And he doesn't have to be 100%. Yeah,
1: LB, they can definitely make a, make a make a run at it.
0: Yeah. And Cameron Payne been lighting it up, too.
1: Yeah, he's 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 playing good. And if Jay Crowder can start making wide-open threes, yeah. then <laughs> they definitely have a chance.
0: No, nah, yeah, that, that's, that's ridiculous. But let's talk about the Hawks in the next, though because I've been, I mean, serious?
1: Serious I've, been, uh, I've
0: been watching that series, too. I've been
1: watching that series because, as you know, I, I'm a Julius Randle stan. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I absolutely love him. And Yeah,
0: he, yeah he's good.
1: He hasn't been yeah. good in playoff series, though. In, in the series, like, when I was watching it, especially in game two, like, he was getting all of the Hawks' attention. They did not care about nobody else but Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Like, every time he would, he would get 15 feet from the basket, he'd have, like, two, three people on him. And he would just throw it to, like, Alec Burks or R.J. Barrett for a wide-open corner three, and they'd brick it. And I was like, I was live to enough. Like, that's another created shot by Julius Randle. Nick missed. Uh, I was, I had, like, a counter going. It was, like, four nah, straight shots.
0: Rose,
1: yeah, D. D Rose, Rose who, was playing crazy. I he I had, had that tweet 4. where he was talking about how much that he had revamped his game and how mm-hmm. different he is now. And then in game one, he was playing exactly how he would in, like, 2011, like he's playing in transition, Mm -hmm. like driving to the rim a lot and stuff like that. I found that kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But
0: one thing I had noticed about Derrick Rose is, like, like he said himself, he had to retool his game. His jump shot, like, his form is way different now than it was when he first came in the league. Yeah, and
1: he's just shooting way better because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like 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 he said, he had to retool his game. He's become a much better shooter because before, I don't I don't know if you remember his jump shot how it used to be back in his Bulls days, but he would kind of like jump sideways a little bit, like he was yeah, high. it was weird. It was kind of weird, but now he has to like where he just jumps straight up, and it looks a lot cleaner. Yeah, it's
1: much more fluid.
0: Mm-hmm. And like the thing about D Rose, it's always good no matter like you know who who you're a fan of in the NBA, it's always good to see him play good, and it makes you kind of feel yeah. good. Because it's like he had this potential to be one of the best players ever, and he kind of got robbed of that. So whenever you see him play good, yeah, it's like, kept getting hurt. that's what's up.
1: It just makes you happy. It's a feel-good story.
0: Exactly. Like, Dan, look at my guy D-Rolls out here hooping. I like, remember when he dropped 50 when he was playing on the Wolves.
1: Oh, yeah, with the Timberwolves?
0: Yeah, like he was out there crying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but let's talk about – uh I want to talk about Trey Young, though, because like you said earlier – about the whole oh you know I think Jaw's gonna fall off in the offs
1: yeah I, I did too Trae. I was talking mad about Trey Young well, I said he's gonna be the the biggest playoff dropper in the NBA That's I was I was, saying, I was talking cause crazy cause he's about Trey Young
0: going up, he's going up Young. against the
1: Knicks the Knicks are the best um, I believe they had the the, the... super crazy with the foul baiting and stuff so mm-hmm. I was expecting him to to just drop crazy even because of that and I was very very wrong and it feels like I owe him an yeah. apology for it. <laughs> Yeah, because um
0: the Knicks have one of the best defenses in the league. I think they're like third in defensive yeah, rating. Yeah, they're third in defensive so rating. Right, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna with this type of team, the type of physical defense they got with Tibbs, they don't make Trey Young struggle. And I'm like, damn, he really not struggling. Like that's this is crazy. And he's been the only player sure that's been
1: uh shooting well for the Hawks, I think.
0: But what do you, how do you feel about how the way the last game ended though?
1: Uh with with what with the fans spinning on them,
0: yeah,
1: uh, I thought that was crazy, but like that's, that's kind of what I expect from the Knicks, from like their fan base. Yeah, because so, they, like, they're insane. They're,
0: they're so excited that they finally in the off. Yeah,
1: they they, they <laughs> was rioting when they hit five hundred, so that's kind of expected.
0: What other series have you not talked about? Oh, the Wizards, and, Wizards and Sixers. Have you have you been paying attention to that?
1: Uh, I I watched a few minutes of it, but like I haven't been super attentive to it because both games have been a blowout, and Russ has been playing terrible. So I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know, know what it is,
0: but that series is just not fun. Like I was trying to watch it, and I'm like, this is mad whack. Like there's not, it's not really that entertaining. Yeah, it's just it's just Bryce,
1: blowouts.
0: Exactly. Like I don't, it's not really that fun. Have you been watching the Nets and the Celtics stuff?
1: Yeah, I have. I was watching that. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, he, I think the, the Monstars sucked his talent because he's been playing terribly. No, uh, for real. Like,
0: people, people are saying that he might leave. I mean, I can't see that happening. Like he's
1: scoring like, he's averaging like 15 points and like 29 field goal percentage. Like he's not playing like Jason Tatum.
0: Yeah, this is not Tatum at all. And I'm actually very high on Tatum. I feel like he's the type of guy who would improve in the playoffs.
1: But yeah. He, he just
0: hasn't been doing that. It's kind of weird how the guys we thought would be bad were good now. And like the people we Yeah, and
1: then the guys that thought we were good were bad.
0: Yeah, because Jimmy and Tatum, those are like playoff players, and they playing like straight up basura, yeah. which means garbage in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but with that out of the way, that was the episode. Man, I really appreciate you having you on. Give them your Twitter app one more time. That way they can go ahead and follow you.
1: At CEO of Kobe Fans Matt. Y'all go follow me.
0: I had, had a great out. time
1: being on here.
0: I appreciate your time, brother. With that being said, we up out of here, man. Have a good one.
1: Uh, You too.